1: Hi everyone, welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I, Bunny Michael, help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. Well, we've arrived to episode 10, the season finale of season 2. I can't believe we've already made 20 episodes of this podcast. I feel so honored that you've trusted me with your questions and have shared this time with me. We will be taking a short break, but we'll be releasing the new season in December. I know the holidays can be challenging time for so many of us, so I wanted to make sure to put out some eps during peak holiday madness. In other news, we are now out of the uncertainty of the presidential election and I am personally so grateful to put that behind us. I'm really looking forward to not hearing that name or seeing that face every day for the next four years starting in January. So much work. So much heart and so much effort was put into this accomplishment, but we still have so much more to do from fighting voter suppression to advocating for black lives and trans lives for healthcare. We still have so much more to fight for. And this is just the beginning of our long journey. A journey to the realization that we all deserve safety, care, and abundance. To the realization that true power comes from love, not from dominance. To the realization that we have to decondition our beliefs that in order to be worthy, you must be better than someone else. I've always approached this work with the belief that in order to change people, you have to do it from a place of care, love, honesty, and humility. You have to do it from a place where that person feels safe. We can shame someone into changing, but that shame left unhealed will always morph into resentment. So I recommend doing it from love. Tough love often, but love. Everyone who's listening to this podcast has made a decision, and that decision is to listen to their higher selves, to be willing to grow, to be accountable, to be compassionate, not only to other people, but to ourselves. We are the workers of love on this planet, and there are so many of us everywhere playing their unique role, taking it one day at a time. One breath at a time. I love y'all so much and I wholeheartedly believe in our capacity to create something truly amazing together. So let's keep building, okay? Okay. Now enough of my rambling. Let's get on to the first question.
0: One thing that I've been grappling a lot with, especially now, um, um, given just a year of uprisings and calls for justice and, you know... Uh, the liberation movement, taking speed. I think that dealing with family members who are um, are just point blank, like racist, homophobic, um, me, like being a queer woman, um, thinking about like what their love for me means and if they actually, you know, love me in my totality because of their like homophobic outlooks and if it's possible to love somebody in their totality if you uphold those values. Um, I'm also thinking like my sister right now, um she's like a woman of color um and she's dating a white man right now who like considered voting for trump last election and voted um third party this election um so i'm just thinking like how can he love her in her totality if he is i don't know if he is tacitly endorsing values that negate her existence as a woman of color as a daughter of immigrants And I guess, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what does love mean in that context. Can you truly love somebody?
1: I had a therapist tell me once that people love the best way they know how. And I remember at the time it really struck a chord with me because I was healing from the fact that my parents didn't accept my queerness and I was trying to understand their love for me. I'm fortunate now that my parents have grown and have awakened and have changed and we have a relationship, but that isn't always the case, right? It doesn't always work out that way. Our higher selves want us to be representatives of love on this planet and we each play a unique role in the awakening of love. Those roles are shaped by our experiences, our environment, and our journeys. So what we need in our lives to help stay on that path looks different from the next person. That's why some of us have different boundaries because we know in our hearts what's optimal for our own healing so we can be part of the healing of the whole. The thing is, though, we can only know what that looks like for us. We can't know how someone else's journey should look, and even if we had a good idea of what we would be best for other people, ultimately the realization of the path of love and healing can only be undertaken by the willingness of the individual. All we can do is be the example of love in the best way we can. As we navigate our political environment and the healing that needs to take place on a collective level, we need to recognize that there is no one way to be part of that healing. Some people know they have to completely break ties with others who they feel are racist, and homophobic and transphobic and some people are willing to keep those connections in the hope that they can help lead them out of their ignorance. Both strategies are needed. No one way is more right than the other. The important thing to know though is that both choices come from love. Higher self is the wisdom within that sees the truth of a situation and makes an active choice on what needs to be done to bring more love to it. Sometimes it's walking away and setting the example that this will not be tolerated, and sometimes it's having the conversation, reaching out and working from within. If you're struggling to know what your boundaries should look like, an indicator of what is good for you is if you're able to be conscious of your higher self in that environment and if you feel safe. If you don't feel safe, you cannot channel your own wisdom and make productive choices and it will only lead to more harm. You cannot help heal if you're not in an environment where you can heal yourself. Your sister's choice to be in this relationship is her own and trying to convince her that her partner doesn't love her enough because of his ignorance of his own racism, most likely will end up putting a wedge in the relationship with your sister rather than helping her understand what's right for her and what her higher self is guiding her to do. I'm sure her husband is 100% convinced his choices aren't unloving because he doesn't realize this journey is about deconditioning ourselves from the unloving belief systems we all been taught. In other words, he doesn't know what fully loving her would look like. But that is common in a lot of areas in our relationships, not just surrounding race, not just surrounding gender or sexuality. There are many ways a person can feel unseen by a partner, and the hope is that with time this will change when there is communication and understanding, whether that means staying together or drifting apart. Remember, just because someone loves you doesn't mean they're giving you what you need. And that is an important way that you can support your sister by informing her of your feelings and offering to be a support for her. If you want to put up a boundary between you and your sister's husband because this relationship is triggering for you, is upsetting for you, is violating your boundaries, you have every right to do that. When our family members or friends aren't willing to change or actively try to understand our experiences, we have every right to distance ourselves for our own healing. You know, they love us the best way they know how, but unfortunately, we can't control other people's journeys. Only they can. Hello Exo Higher Self fam, it's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it.
2: Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for taking my question. I've really been wanting to ask you this for a long time. I, I hear the um, kind of questions that you get about feeling guilty because you're not being productive, especially right now. Um, and your response to that is like, well, we don't always need to be productive. Allow yourself time to rest. Um, and I feel like I do that. I work uh, full-time in a grocery store. I've worked there for seven years. I worked there through college. I got my degree um, about two years ago now and then um, kind of stayed working there. I finally moved out into my own apartment with my cat. Um, now I'm left at the spot where it's like, okay, I've moved forward in a lot of aspects of my life um, and I feel really good about that. And I, I understand that change happens much more slowly than we want it to happen where you really have to look at things like where was I last year and uh kind of view the big things that you've done that have taken a lot of time and I do that but I'm really exhausted every single day after work it's pretty physical um I make a really good living there it's a great grocery store I work at Trader Joe's um And it's a great job. And many people who work there have worked there for years and years and move up in the company and are happy and they have kids and a family and do cool stuff because it's not a job that you really take home with you. Um, It's just eight hours, go home, do your stuff, come back in the morning and then have your weekend. And I just dread that lifestyle and I always have and I don't want to do this forever. But how do you find the motivation to start making those changes when you have no idea what you want to do. Um, The thing that I studied, environmental policy, is like interesting, but I don't really want to use it. Um, I really want to do creative things, but everybody does, it seems like, and I'm really not super talented in a way that I could be like a working artist. Um, And even if I could, I can't find the motivation to, because it takes such a long time of making work. And um, I would have to continue my job at Trader Joe's to, um, to then make a really strong base for my art and then find a jumping off point. And there are a lot of people at Trader Joe's who, have been doing that for years and do their art on the side because it's a job that allows you to do that. Um, But now I'm thinking, okay, I don't really know if I have the stamina to wait that long, Um, but I don't know where to go. I don't know how to find the motivation to make the small changes because it is a really scary, like behind that door is just nothing is just, I don't know what, it could be anything I make it, and that pressure is so stressful. And I know a lot of young people um, go through that. Uh, I know a lot of people are in that right now. We're in such a big shift where a lot of people um, are like, hey, what we've been doing doesn't really work for most people, and I'm one of those people. And um, I don't really have any crazy passions um, other than kind of the small projects that I work on that satisfy me, um, my hobbies. Where do I go? Um, How did you deal with this as you got older? Where are you with that now? Um, What advice could you give to someone in this day and age going through that? Um, And how do you break away from what you want to break away from that is so hard because it is the foundation of our society. Um, Thank you so much. I hope that made sense. Thank you, Bunny.
1: There is no quick solution to fulfilling our highest purpose because our highest purpose is to bring more love to the world through the gifts we've been given and that work is never done. So if you feel at a loss at what direction should be your next move, I would start with asking the question, how can I help? As an artist and someone who for years has had to just lean on this faith of taking a creative path without really knowing the outcome, I've learned a really valuable lesson. When you stop making it all about you and start making it about your higher purpose, you don't have to put all of your security in the form of what you do because it's the purpose that keeps it sustainable. Our careers Aren't our highest purpose. Our careers just enable that purpose to more fully manifest. So if your job gives you the flexibility to make art and pay your bills, you are fulfilling your purpose. Where your money comes from doesn't have to directly align with how you take part in the awakening of love. Our purpose is how you show up to every aspect of your life your relationships, your job, your friends, your family, your chosen family, your activism, or even how you walk down the street. When we feel lost, it's because we have forgotten our purpose. When we are aligned with it, we start to see all the ways we can fulfill it. We can start to see how we can make our relationships and our career part of the tools in our tool chests to do our jobs. There are times in our life where we have to get out of our comfort zones. There are times in our life where we have to be willing to take risks We have to be willing to fail at something. There are times in our life where we have to be courageous because we don't actually know what we're capable of until we push ourselves to discover more. Say, for example, you didn't work at Trader Joe's, that you had a job that in your mind was more fulfilling. You would still be growing, learning, and evolving within that job. You'd still need to remember and be aligned with your purpose. You said you went to school for environmental policy. You said you enjoy being creative, but you just can't find the motivation. That's because you're looking in the wrong place for it. You're so focused on you, you've forgotten that you're part of a whole. When we're too focused on ourselves, we lack inspiration because we're not seeking it. We don't have new ideas because we're not open to discovering them. We hold ourselves back because we're afraid. Afraid of our power. Afraid to want more. Afraid to take risks. We question our own strength and tell ourselves that we just don't have the stamina. We think easy is good, but is it? Don't we grow from challenges? Don't we learn from mistakes? Doesn't failure teach us humility? Doesn't loss teach us what we truly have? It's okay if the answers aren't coming as soon as you want them to, especially during a time when the whole world is struggling to make any solid plans. But that doesn't mean you can ignore your purpose. You are a gift to this world and gifts are meant to be shared. You are a channel of creative power. Your wisdom is in your heart. Your path is laid out before you one day at a time. All you have to do is be open to showing up for love. Be curious about it and keep exploring. The truth is, you are incredibly bright. And whatever you choose, wherever you go, Whether it's one career path or many different career paths, those places will be brightened by your presence. But you have to be willing to let go of staying safe in what's familiar and get in touch with the parts of you that are waiting to be discovered.
3: Hi, Bunny. Thank you so, so much for creating this podcast. I listen to it every single week. Um... So my question sort of has to do with my current situation. I've been single for about six years, and happily, mostly. I usually never get lonely, and I, I do want a boyfriend, but I wouldn't say I need one. Um, but this year, 2020, um, was even a worse year for me because I um, was diagnosed with cancer, and um, it was really upsetting, and my ex-boyfriend came back into my life, to try and sort of help take care of me while I was going through all of this and COVID at the same time. And I got kind of used to having this person to text or this person to see and hang out with and feel cared for. And recently we had an argument where he was gaslighting me and it really triggered me and made me really upset and angry. So I've sort of put a boundary down. I don't want to talk to him anymore. But now that I I had this experience with having a a quote-unquote partner. Now I feel lonely, and now I feel like I need a boyfriend. And it's really frustrating to have this desperation for love when I didn't have that. I feel like I got over all of my fears about being alone, and now all of a sudden I'm right back um, where I was many, many years ago. So I guess my question is, how do you have that grace and compassion for yourself for it to be okay to really feel like you need somebody when you really don't want to need anybody um thank you so much bunny i love you
1: you aren't back to where you were before sweetheart you have grown tremendously you faced 2020 And in addition, are healing yourself. You're doing amazingly well and you should be really proud of yourself. Wanting a relationship is totally okay. It doesn't make you weak or lacking awareness of your worth to want to share space with someone and be supported by them. But you want a relationship that works for you, not just one that fulfills a sense of loneliness. I want to say this to everyone right now, that just because you feel lonely doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Loneliness is a feeling like others, and it moves in and out of our lives at different times, like sadness or anger. We learn how to navigate it. But that doesn't mean we should put ourselves up to this standard of never feeling lonely. It happens. Now that this second time around relationship has ended, it makes sense that you are feeling this void that was left behind. You were spending a lot of time together. You had someone to text and now you're transitioning to getting used to him not being in your life again. But you shouldn't compare the first time y'all broke up to this time because that was before 2020. That was before your diagnosis. And your needs have changed. You need more support than before. That doesn't mean you don't know how to be single. It means you need to restart how you get your needs met. When things change in our lives, our needs and our relationships have to evolve as well. If you're feeling lonely, reach out to a friend. If you want a text, text a friend and tell them you're having a hard day or you're struggling or you want some company. You need to reach out to the other people in your life that love you and build on those connections. Being single doesn't mean you have to not need anyone or not want a partner. It means you depend on your friends, your family, and you stay open to meeting someone new if that's what you want. Our higher selves want us to have the things in our lives that bring us joy. And higher self is guiding you to that. Higher self is teaching you a valuable lesson. It's not weak to depend on other people. It means you love yourself enough to ask for support. Remember, it's okay to feel sad about breaking up or about something ending. It will get easier with time. But the sadness and the loneliness is not a personal failure. It's just part of being human.
4: Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for this podcast. Um, thank you for everybody who's always sending in their questions. They're always saying exactly what I need to hear. Um, I'm kind of calling off the cuff today, which I'm sure you could probably tell, um, just because I'm getting home from work uh, and I'm just feeling really defeated. Um, I feel like I've been doing a lot of self work and like a lot of shadow work, a lot of like higher self work. Um, just really kind of trying to take care of myself better. Um, and like, it's been a really long year of just like therapy and, um, my own self reflection and meditation and stuff like that. And I'm experiencing this really interesting kind of paradox where as I feel this sort of like, I don't know, personal ascension happening, I feel like I'm leaving work or I'm spending my time at work feeling really, really angry um, and really resentful of the people around me. I find that things from telling customers that they have to put their mask on to customers who forget to say hello before they start talking to me all the way to customers who are having like really huge outbursts because they're not satisfied or something's going on with them that causes them to yell at me as a customer service employee rather than, you know, treat me with kindness. Um, and I find that I'm feeling really resentful and like really angry. And it's like I'm extremely reactive. I find that the smallest things are kind of coming, coming with a big reaction inside of me. Um, and I just feel like I can't express those reactions at all because I'm in customer service and I just have to be, you know, polite and nice. Um, and I was just kind of wondering if you had any advice about that. I feel like a really mean person right now, um, even though I'm kind of facing all of these mean parts of myself with loving and kindness and like compassion right now, I feel like, you know, there's a limit. Is what, what passes through my head. Um, so yeah, anything that you have to say about it. I feel like that wasn't really a well-spoken question. Um, so I appreciate your patience and your compassion with it. I hope that you're having a lovely day wherever you are. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Bunny. Bye. You're not a
1: mean person. You just work an oftentimes thankless job and it's not easy just because we have a spiritual awakening doesn't mean our lives become easy. In fact, it can seem like things start to get harder because we're becoming more aware and begin to see all of the injustice and all of the need to be deconditioned and all of the things that need healing. And we also become more self-critical because we think we should be in control of our egos because a part of us knows we could have done better and handled our emotions with more control. But I've got news for you this issue right now is the universe leveling you up for more spiritual growth for more awareness and yes for more love and compassion our culture has this concept of love and compassion that it always looks like smiles and hugs and yeses but love and compassion is the vision to see the truth of a situation and the truth is people treat others the way they feel about themselves in that moment Everything said by every rude customer is about what they happen to be dealing with in their own lives and you never know what that is. So staying in a place of love doesn't mean you have to love them Or how they behave. It means you love yourself enough to know not to take it personally. Because the moment you take it personally, they have succeeded in making you feel how they feel about themselves, consciously or unconsciously. Think about it like an energy. It's very contagious that negativity that anger, that disregard for the humanity in other people. That energy is always looking for another host to feed off of. Eckhart Tolle in his book, A New Earth, has a really great way of describing this energy. He calls it a pain body. And we all have one that gets activated by our triggers and is constantly searching for other people and situations to feed itself. What your higher self can do is surround you with a bubble of protection. A bubble of love's protection where nothing loveless can penetrate it. I worked as a waiter for 15 years and I know how exhausting it can feel to be in a work situation where you feel like you can't say what you want to say to customers, where you feel like they're treating you as less than. I understand that. But there are a lot of people and customers who are kind, respectful, and courteous as well. Where you put your focus is how you will experience your reality. So the next time someone is rude, you need to ask what your higher self would say about this person. Your higher self would probably say, they must be having a bad day. They seem very unhappy. They themselves lack compassion and that means in order for them to feel worthy, they have to grab onto any opportunity to feel better than someone else. What a way to live. What a way to walk around in this world. Well, I'm not going to accept what they're trying to give me. I will do my job and forget about them the moment they leave my presence because nothing they can do will pop my life love bubble. It's my secret superpower. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To hear extended episodes, get exclusive content, and directly support the making of XO Higher Self, become a Patreon subscriber by making a small monthly contribution. We couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. Visit patreon.com backslash Higher Self. If you love the show and want to be in touch with what's new, follow us on Instagram at Self. If you can, give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It greatly increases our chances to reach new listeners and expand the community. Be gentle, patient, and kind to yourself this week. Get quiet enough to hear what your heart is telling you. And thank your spirit for the opportunity. I love you, and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.